0: Hello, welcome to Tales from the Albright, a podcast by the Scranton Public Library. Hello, today we are here with a book discussion about the big library read book for this month, which is A Very Typical Family by Sierra Godfrey. Here is the summary of a very typical family, because by the end of next week, July 27th, of the big library read will be ending, so will not be available without holds or any other restrictions. Natalie Walker is the reason her older brother and sister went to prison more than 15 years ago. She fled California shortly after that fateful night and hasn't spoken to anyone in her family since. Now on the same day, her boyfriend steals her dream job out from under her Natalie receives a letter from a saying her estranged mother has died and left the family's historic Santa Cruz house to her. Sort of. The only way for Natalie and her siblings to inherit is for all three adult children to come back and claim it together. Natalie drives cross-country to Santa Cruz expecting to sign some papers, briefly see siblings Lynn and Jake, and get back to sorting out her life in Boston. But Jake, now an award-winning ornithologist, is missing and Lynn, working as an undertaker in New York City, shows up with a teenage son. While Natalie and her nephew look for Jake, meeting a very handsome marine biologist who immediately captures her heart, she unpacks the guilt she has held onto for so many years, wondering how or if she can salvage a relationship with her siblings after all this time. A very typical family navigates the messy yet warm-hearted journey of a family struggling to find one another again. Written with delightfully dark humor and characters you can't help but cheer for, this debut from Sierra Godfrey will have you reveling in the power of family and Second Chances. No one can change the past, but every day is an opportunity to choose your future. I'm here with Jess and Brianna.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: All three of us are here today, which is very exciting. We're going to go through the discussion questions and then give our final thoughts on the book. The first discussion question. At the beginning of the book, Natalie thinks she wants a promotion at Argo and Pock. As the story develops, it's clear that's not what she really wants deep down. Think about a time you were adamant that you wanted one thing in life, only to realize you wanted something completely different. How would you react? Did you go after it? I just wrote on it. I honestly have no idea.
1: <laughs> a time I've ever went after something that I actually didn't want?
0: Vice versa. Like, yeah. Right? So like you you didn't realize you wanted it oh yes and you realize you want something completely different did you like change up
1: well okay i do have a story i had just graduated college and uh my undergrad and i didn't know what was going to happen i had applied to a couple jobs nothing uh clicked so i went home and i kept applying for jobs and i'm not gonna name names okay uh but I, I applied for a bank job as a teller, and I got accepted. And I was about to go through the training process, and I was going to have to go to Tunkanic for a week and do the whole training process before I started as a teller. And I just, on a whim, I kind of put my resume in here at the library. I didn't think anything was going to come of it. I got a call back from Jack Finnerty at the time, and I said, okay, let me come down and talk to him. Had a great conversation. I did not think anything was going to come of it. I know libraries are extremely hard to get into, especially with funding, and so I just went home and kept, you know, doing my thing and hadn't quite started training yet. Next thing I know, I get a phone call back from the library saying, could you stop down again? And I thought, okay, well, I knew I left my portfolio there, so that's probably (laughs) it. Um, Like, you know, thanks for (laughs) seeing us. goodbye. (laughs) And I go in and the director and the system director were there and they said, well, you know, things are tight, but we'd love to do this for you. And I went, whoa, I didn't think this was going to happen. And so at the last minute, and I did feel bad about this part, at the last minute I told the bank that I couldn't participate in the training and accept the job, even though I had already accepted it. (laughs) And I felt bad about that um, because something better had come around. And it was on a whim that I did the library, that I applied to the library. I'd always wanted to work in libraries, but I didn't really think it was ever going to happen for me. The way things were just getting laid out when I went through college, as much as I loved libraries and I wanted that, everything around me kept saying, no, that it's not going to happen for you. There's not enough funding. You need a lot of training. It's not going to work out. And then I got a chance. Yeah. So, in a way, I can kind of relate to what Natalie went through. Um,
0: so, yeah, that's that's my job story out of college. I love that. Yeah. I mean, mine was sort of similar. In that I didn't expect. See, mine was I didn't expect to want to work in a library. So mm-hmm. when I got out of undergrad, I tried a lot of things. I tried underwriting. That didn't last very long. I that's tra- hard. Yeah, right? I was. It was just. I, it felt soul-sucking to me. I was yeah. like insurance. I just couldn't couldn't do it and I, I tried that i tried teaching and it was while i was going to school for teaching that i found a part-time job in a library mm-hmm. and i feel like you just kind of find your niche yeah. and i never expected to end up where i was i think it, when you t- if you told me this in high school they'd be, i'd be like librarian that sounds really boring but now i'm like oh my god it's the most fun job ever so i think i realized it wasn't quite i'm gonna be a scientific yeah. illustrator yeah. like now, <laughs> but something okay question two Discuss why you think Natalie felt so desperate to cling to her relationship with Paul and her friendship with Teensy. Um, she lived with Teensy. So reason. that's a, a good reason. That's a very good reason. In good graces with someone.
1: Yeah. I think, too, it, it sounded like Teensy was really there for her when she did move to Boston. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that you she was separated from her family and things were not good at that point really did seem like teensy took her in not only as a friend, but almost like a sister. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I can understand why she wanted to make that relationship with Paul work more because she didn't want to lose that relationship with teensy. Yes. Uh,
0: So yeah, Yeah. I I had that same thought it feels like almost, and I think she reflects on it in the book that she was Mm -hmm. trying to create a different family when she went out there to Boston and they were like her new family and I get her feeling like she talks about how, I know she mentions at the end that she realized that she thinks she was only going to marry him so that Teensy would be her sister and I get that so much because like I love my best friend and if like she happened to Mm -hmm. want to marry my husband's brother I would be over the moon because that would be related (laughs) like it just sounds like such a fun great way to like have a chosen family that becomes Mm -hmm. like a blood family in a way Mm -hmm. and I get that feeling. And I don't know if it was like she was desperate to cling to it. I think when you establish relationships it's hard to walk away from them and I don't feel like she was technically walking away from Teensy. I mean she was definitely walking away from Paul because Paul was awful but correct. I think once you have those established relationships and like rhythms in your life and you know what's happening and who's around and what's going on it's hard to get out of that routine right yeah i agree and that kind of goes into question three natalie seems to have a reluctance to live outside her comfort zone and pursue her professional dreams why do you think that is have you ever held yourself back in life either intentionally or unintentionally and I think that also is you get comfortable in the routines of your life and it's hard to break it. Well, and as someone with anxiety, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I can
1: tell you, it's hard. It, it And and I know for me, um, when I was 16, 17, and I was learning how to drive, it took me a while before I drove. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those kids that was like, I don't want to do this. Right. Um, because I was just kind of terrified. and But it was also reaching out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and um, what I'm very thankful for though um, speaking of families because we're going to be talking more about that I'm sure in, in a minute I'm very grateful that both my parents and my older brother always push me mm-hmm. they, they always could, mm-hmm. you know they, they said look we well, understand that this is outside your comfort zone but you have to learn how to do this you have to try it and I'm very grateful for them because to this day that's what's helped me so much push out of my own comfort zone and do things like apply for the IT position here at the library <laughs> yeah. and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, but it's it's extremely difficult and stressful and hard. Uh, so I, I get why Natalie wanted to just cocoon herself.
0: Mm-hmm yeah and i like the fact that in this question it frames that living outside her comfort zone is actually tied to like going back home because i feel like the assumption especially i don't know about you guys because you're a couple years older than me but like everyone my age was very like get away from home you got to get away from here you can't stay here my concern growing up was, like, everyone just wants you to go. And I feel like for Natalie, it was the opposite. Like, going was easier than staying. And mm-hmm. it was more pushing out of her comfort zone to have to go back and make those relationships work. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes making bonds with family and, like, making peace and finding your place in the place you're at is equally as hard as just picking up and going somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah I think it's always just, like, the unknowns that are scary and hold everyone back. Question four Do you think Natalie was right to have called the police on Lynn and Jake that night? Do you think it was fair that they in turn blamed her for Carlos's death and being sent to prison? Okay, so I've thought about this
1: <laughs> From from a medical standpoint, from a healthcare care standpoint I I understand well okay, see it's hard because I don't think that this is why she called the cops. But this is why I would have called the cops in that situation. (laughs) Okay. When her sister cracks her head Mm -hmm. and she gets that mild concussion, that right there, when I was reading it, I went, oh, my God, call 911. Right. Because Mm -hmm. she didn't think that she pushed her sister that hard, but it's because her sister was drinking, doing drugs, that she couldn't hold herself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So from that point of view, And again, I have a mother as a registered nurse, so, I mean, bear with me. My instinct is always, oh my God, someone's hurt, you call 911. But I don't think Natalie called the cops for that reason. No. Mm -hmm. And that's why I struggled with the book and and the reasoning, because I'm like, I technically agree that she called the police, but not for the reason why. Yeah, I agree. In her dialogue, she says, something along the lines of my sister is hurt or bleeding. Right. But then she follows it up with, there's people doing
0: drugs. Yeah. Right, right, right. And that
1: just sets the alarm for, you call it cops.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know
1: how Carlos could shoot up.
0: Yeah, it was just weird. It was super weird. And that they could yeah. be like, it's your fault he died. I'm like, how is it at all her fault that he died? It wasn't her fault that he died. I will say that I do not agree that the murder was at all her fault. And I think it was just misplaced anger mm-hmm. that they needed somebody yeah. to blame. Yes. Yeah.
1: And, I'm, and this is just... If Jake and Lynn, had Carlos not passed away, had Natalie not called the police, there's no saying that at another point in time, Jake and Lynn would have gotten in trouble and caught. True.
0: Mm-hmm. You yeah. know,
1: and God forbid it be them that would overdose. Right. You know, and there's just things that like that that made me keep thinking. Mm-hmm. and like, I understand why her siblings would be initially upset with her. But if they truly are supposed to be moving on, which mm-hmm. I think Jake did the better job of moving mm-hmm. on. They would have realized that their own actions were what caused everything to happen, you know. They yes. were the ones who took the drugs, who supplied the drugs,
0: which sent them to prison. Like, yep. and then the car was passing away. Yep. And that's another thing. Question five. Do you think Natalie would have ever reconciled with their siblings if her mother hadn't died? No. No. She just couldn't get out well, of her own way. I yeah. do think one thing.
1: I don't think Natalie would have ever tried to go out to reconcile. I think Jake may have. True. You're right. Mm-hmm. He seemed very well adjusted. He did. And we don't end. We
0: don't meet him until the end, so we don't really see as much of that, but I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you. Cool. Question six. Which siblings seem to change the most between when they were kids and now? If you have siblings, are they more or less the same? Or have they changed pretty drastically since childhood? What about you? Um, I don't have siblings. <laughs> I was I just do. laughing internally thinking about my sister as you read that. <laughs> well, I
1: have an older brother. It's hard to say, because like, yeah, sometimes, some ways he's changed, but most of the personality is the same.
0: Yeah, the core person stays yeah. the same. Yeah. Like, I yeah. I just FaceTimed with my sister yesterday. Hi, Lindsay. She's just such a fascinating character. And I, when I like listen to her talk to me, it's almost like we, we've, she's always herself. She's grown a lot. Like, yeah. the version of her that she was as, as a kid is just so much more developed now. And she's so mature. But at the same time, she's still the same person. And we still have the same dynamic. Like, we joke about how, like, no matter what, we're going to have, like, the big sister, little sister dynamic oh, yeah. forever. And I think that's what you see there. Because, like, mm-hmm. Natalie's all excited about, like, she's like, oh, my God, they were protecting me. And, like, they love me like older siblings. Like, yeah. Th- that's, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it seems like Jake was always kind of nerdy. And then Lynn always seemed to have a strong personality that had a very strong protective streak and was more quick to anger. Yes. Mm-hmm. And all of those like, core characteristics seem to have remained after. I agree. Only it's just that Jake and Lynn are no longer on don't I think that plays a big role. It does. Question seven. No. Natalie is under the impression that a lot of people still hate her for what happened that night. Jake and Lynn, her mom and Buck, when it turns out that a lot of it is still in her head. Have you ever mistakenly thought someone was mad at you? How did you deal with it? All the time. I was about to say, hello, anxiety. Hello, oh, anxiety. Um, also, we work in a library that's a public service. It Yes. Mm-hmm. There's always yes. that, oh my yes. gosh, is everyone mad at me? Yes. Yeah. Especially after you have, like, a bad patron interaction, where it yeah. doesn't go the way that you're expecting or hope that it goes, mm-hmm. or you feel like you can't find the book for someone, and you feel like you let them down, and you're just like, oh no, the patron's mad at me forever. Yes. But they're really not. Yeah. yeah. And, I don't know, I feel like in those kinds of situations, I just move on. <laughs> Alyssa's good at that. <laughs> Alyssa has a nice emotional <laughs> separation
1: oh, from, don't. from
0: her from the
1: I felt that more when I was in my 20s for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 30 changes you ran out. Oh, I'm excited um, for that change. No, I really... I did. I now th- And there's still times like where I obviously feel that, especially with still being relatively new in my job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's times where you go, Oh, oh is, is someone mad at me? Because I didn't answer that right away because I was, you know, not here or whatever. Yeah. But, um... In regards to family, you know, and, and family being mad at you, I think as that, that was more apparent, again, when I was younger. And now that, you know, my brother has his own daughter who's four, I'm an aunt, my parents are grandparents, like, the whole kind of family dynamic has changed a bit. And, like, it's more like, oh, you're mad at me? What did I do now? Right. Yeah, oh, I right. forgot to empty the dishwasher. All right. I'm sorry. And yes. then you go and you do it, and then, get, you know, you get over it. Yes. But um, definitely when I was younger, that affected me more. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that seems like that's the problem here, is they got trapped in, like, a youth, youth-based trauma of, like, when they were, like, yeah. just becoming adults, and then it never resolved
1: right. it. Well, yeah. and to mm-hmm. be fair, because I know that that's a running theme throughout this book, is that they seem very immature for their ages. Mm-hmm. And, and they are. And... Now, I am not a psychologist, <laughs> okay, um, footnote, but I do definitely think that psychologically because they really didn't have good parental guidance, especially when they were going from teens to adults, they're stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't always, like, and even with Natalie moving away and trying to make her own family, it doesn't mean that you won't have some of those immature uh, personalities retreats come, come out because... You didn't have that parent. You didn't have them there. So I do think that it does also show how
0: important family is. Yeah, it's like the concept. That's my favorite thing that Angela has taught me, that they say upstairs in children's, is that it's your grown-ups. So, like, rather yeah. than parent or grandparent or whoever it may be, yes. just a lack of grown-up presence to guide them. Yes. Yeah. Question eight. Natalie quickly forms a close bond with her nephew, Kit. Why do you think she was so eager to do so? So I think it's mostly that he was home. Mm-hmm. He was there. You mm-hmm. often try and find, like, a buddy or pal to get through things with. And in this case, she had Kit. You're so logical, mm-hmm. Alyssa. I like that with Teensy. you're like, they live together. <laughs> and, like, he was there. <laughs> like, that's true. I mean, admittedly, she does when she first sees him think he's Jake. So I think okay. there's that whole, oh, like, yeah. putting mm-hmm. her brother on him. And also developing a relationship with someone in her family that doesn't immediately have a bad impression of her. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure his mother has told him things, but, yes. like... He was, he was ne- curious. Yes. Yeah. And he's never met her. So, like, it was a brand new thing. He was my favorite. I loved kid. Yeah, kid yeah. was good at Also, Lynn had a job where she worked six days a week. For- yeah. So... With the dead bodies. Yeah, I had an issue with... (laughs) With the juices? No. (laughs) From the embalming? No, because that's fine. Whatever. Oh, okay. Um, We're good with embalming. I I had an issue how Natalie viewed Lynn's job as, like, some sort of, like, dark, morbid thing that, like was good for Lynn because she was always, like, closed off. And now she's just burning people. And I was like, no, you have to have a lot of compassion and empathy to do any sort of mortuary-field job. And it really bothered me. And then her scalp tingled from dead seals with their heads (laughs) bashed in. So I concur. Question nine. Beyond being a
1: romantic interest, what other role does... Azier ...play in helping Natalie heal from her past?
0: So... Other than his sensual, hot, molten magma lips, which we do learn about in great detail here. That is an exact quote from the book. It is. And it made Jess think of lava cakes. Chocolate lava cake. There we go. That's all. Which was a thoroughly (laughs) a little bit of romance i think is a very great confidence boost you know i feel like she just reassures her all the time that jake doesn't hate her yeah and then it's yeah. like kind of a supporting character in helping her find jake and give her clues to where she can find him yeah and I he think, also seems like a nice person
1: and i think too he he doesn't judge her mm-hmm based off of what Jake has told her. And I do appreciate that too.
0: Yeah. And he helps develop her confidence in herself as a person and also in the things she wants to do. Like she finds a big interest in his field and what he's doing and like interacting with him is how she finds, is it Burkhauer. Berkauer. Berkauer. Oh, and he helps connect her with Berkauer and get her into this role where she finds a profession she's interested in too. Question 10. In what ways are each of the siblings similar? How are they different? If you have any brothers or sisters, do you think your personalities or the way you deal with things are very similar or very, very different? They're all extremely stubborn and set in their ways. And yeah. there's also a lot of assuming that goes on between all three of them. I think that's a big family dynamic. Yeah. Like, I've seen that in my own life, that families that are not great at communication, that tends to be like a mm-hmm. recurring problem for I mean,
1: Yeah, My brother and I are definitely... Mm-hmm similar in some personality traits and completely different than others but i i think with communication it, it has to start randomly it has to be like here's a random cat photo and then it'll dive deep yes
0: that's, and that's what happens and it's weird and that's how i think adult sibling ships often work like ours was like that my sister will call me to ask me a random question and then we'll be on the phone about the deep meaning of life and where her career path is moving her and how she feels about her relationship. And you're like, wow, this got really deep all of a sudden. (laughs) But like, we're also really, I don't know. I think we have a nice balance because of that. Like my favorite trait about my sister is that she'll come to my home, right? She'll be like, can I come over for dinner? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. Why not? She'll come over. She'll eat dinner with us, she'll sit for like a half hour, and then she'll go, all right, I love you guys, go home now. She just leaves. That's great. And I'm like, the comfort of a sibling bond like that. Yeah. And I think it's cute, because that's in the book what I think you see them getting into, as they start to get into more of a mm-hmm. rhythm together as siblings at the end. And I think that's really what's nicest about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question 11. Do you now live in a different place from where you grew up? If so, when you've gone back to visit, what is it like, what memories did it conjure up? I live in the same <laughs> place. You live in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same here. I see. Yeah. I, I live like a half hour from where I grew up. So like, I didn't. I don't consider it moving away. I moved far enough away that I don't have to see my old high school classmates at the grocery store. That's that's, that's great. That's the nice part. So like, we'll go out and PJ will see people he knows, and I'll be like, that stinks for you. I don't have to see these people I knew because they're not really near here. Poor Jess. Jess and I go to the same dentist, and it's one of her classmates. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't know. When I go back to my parents' house, it, the, okay, the weirdest thing, I don't know if you guys probably have never experienced this, but I, my par- I've noticed the smell of my parents' house now. Like, you know when you mm-hmm. go to an unfamiliar person's house and it has a scent, whether yes. it's good or bad or neutral, yeah. and I've noticed the scent of my parents' house, and that's how I, like, really knew I didn't live there. It's been probably, like, five or six years since I've lived there. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, I know I didn't live there anymore when I noticed what it smelled Mm. like and it was not familiar to me anymore. No, I would do that when I would come home from grad school because I did go away to school in Philly for undergrad and then I went to Boston for grad school and I lived in the apartment in Boston. And then when I would come home, I don't feel like it was so much the house itself. I miss the mountains around here. Like I know we have small mountains comparatively to like the West Coast, but I just miss seeing like, differences in elevation yeah and that's what i really missed about the area yeah. yeah is when it when i was gone it's like i was like where's a mountain <laughs> yeah where's, like, where's the trees where's yeah. like the Depends. church picnics of the grandmothers making pierogies like yeah yep, that sort of thing more yes. of like the cultural based things okay. than actual like household memory type things
1: i i had a similar experience to you, Alyssa, because I went went away to school for my undergrad. So I lived on campus and I would visit, you know, occasionally on the weekends and and the holidays and Mm -hmm. stuff. And that's what I miss too. Like, it it would Mm -hmm. be those cultural things that would be in this area Mm -hmm. that you'd come back to and be like, ah, okay. Um, Because I went down to Kutztown University, so it's not that far, you have a lot more farmland down there Mm. and rolling hills and not like the hills that we have and the lovely smell of manure and as (laughs) Mm i go through the allentown uh tunnel the you know and then i'd I'd hit like the poconos and i'm like okay i'm home now like Mm -hmm. because i could see the mountains i could see everything that was always nice driving home to see the mountains Mm -hmm. and it
0: was always sad when i had Yeah, and I felt like that was an interesting part of the book was how much they played up, how much she was obsessed with the beach and Mm -hmm. being back, like, on the West Coast. And at first I was like, that feels a little dramatic. But now I'm also like, it does make sense. Mm -hmm. It was harder for me to justify at first because, like, to me, Boston is actually, like, the nicest city we have on the East Coast. Like, I really like Boston. So it was hard to, like, distance it from the fact that, like, she was like, oh, Boston's nice and all, but this. And she's focusing on the other thing. And I'm like, but I like it when we go to Boston. I'm like, look at how cool this is. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting the differences, the nostalgia. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was very confused why her friend told her that she was pasty from Boston, it's, like, 95 degrees in the summer and humid. Like, you're outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. Like, there's beaches in Boston that you go to, like, on the subway line. Like, you, there's places to get outside. You go to the common. You hang out. Yeah.
1: You can get tan on the East Coast.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We do have sun. Most days. Most days. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, we finished the questions that are with the reading guide. So, now, general thoughts. Yeah. So admittedly, it wasn't a bad book. It wasn't. It was like a fun, light sort of thing. The logic didn't feel like it always connected at parts. And it felt like there were some things I wish I saw more of is how I'll put it. So like, I know I had told Alyssa um, that when the book opens and she just she finds out she has to go back to Santa Cruz, but she can't fly. She drives, and I was, like, so ready for this to be, like we said, like a a road trip, discovering Mm -hmm. yourself, and then, like, chapter three or whatever it is opens with, and she was almost there, and I'm like, where did the... Where did the road trip go? Yeah. Like yeah. she, we didn't have the road trip. Somehow, even though she only was going for a week, she brought her cat, which as a someone who owns four cats, I would not, na- you couldn't pay me enough money to bring my cats <laughs> on a trip. So, and like, her lizard that was very often forgotten about in the book until he died. Yeah. He yeah, was like a, he was sick. like a sad little mechanism of, of grief. Yeah. She left him in the car. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Also on the road trip with the cat, I was looking back through like my highlights and things. She apparently just let him wander in national parks across her road trip. And I was like, what are you doing? One, that's illegal. Two, your cat's going to get killed by, like, a wolf. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. So I had um, some issues with her choices.
1: Admittedly, though, one of my favorite characters was the cat penguin. Yeah,
0: yeah that's true. I, other I than Kit, like I liked yeah. the, Kit yeah. like the cat. Kit and the cat. Yeah, it was, it was tough. It felt like... The author had not really uh, interacted with anyone who had ever had a real drug addiction before a little bit. That part was a little... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Contrived? Yes, that's a perfect word. So that was was a little tough. But admittedly, like on the whole, it was a nice, fun, light read. Mm -hmm. I feel like I often got confused about the timelines as well, because she was somehow surprised that it took a week to drive across the country when that's the standard amount of time that yeah. I've known a few people that have driven across country. And it always takes about a week right around there. So I don't know why she was surprised by that. Yeah. And also she only had two weeks off of work at that point. So I was very confused about how the timelines were working. Yeah. And then I also, this is such a nitpicky, thing like, at the end, because she reconnects with like one of her childhood friends, Michelle, and Michelle invites her to brunch and she's there with, and the one, they've only been meeting for about a month. So they've met four times and the one asked her to be in her wedding. And she was like, I can't fly back out here. I don't have, a, and I'm like, you don't fly. You're scared of flying. And that's why you drove. What is happening? And I was very confused. A lot of things like that happened in the book and it made me very confused and made it so I didn't really connect because then I just kind of felt like Natalie was lying all the time. <laughs> Especially when yeah. she kept proclaiming that she was a scientific illustrator and she was not. She had zero art schooling. She had one biology class. And it's a very intensive work to become a scientific illustrator. Yeah. And that bothered me. To me, the wor- the whole workplace uh, relationship
1: in the beginning didn't make sense to me. Right. Um for a couple of reasons one you know her boss (laughs) so she takes a sick day and her boss calls her Mm -hmm. on her sick day and says you better not have called off just because you were sad about not getting the promotion and i'm thinking well that's a violation right there oh yeah I (laughs) i mean please don't get me wrong i understand that it probably happens and if that ever happened to anyone listening to this i feel terrible for you um but that shouldn't happen the way she took time off mm-hmm. um yeah. and it seemed like yeah and i understand her boss is her boss she's got other things to do but this this girl's mother passed away whether she had a relationship with her or not her mother passed away yeah and the, the boss is like oh man well, sorry to hear about that but he didn't really have a connection with her anyway yep. yeah yeah and that really bothered me because again yeah that's yeah. just not great
0: that that's not great leadership yep also another thing that found me about the book is when her shoes magically fell apart at the gala when she accepted the award for her brother that didn't make any sense it, it didn't make any sense but then the one gentleman stepped on her toes and her toes were clearly broken yes yet everyone ignored it yeah so yeah. like azir sees that she's clearly limping and it's just like bye and then, two weeks later, he's like, "Oh, your toes still aren't good." She's like, "No, like, why wouldn't you just go to the hospital? Like, most insurances pay if you go to the emergency room. You have probably have to pay the copay, but a lot of them cover like emergency things. Yeah, yeah, as that long as you're weird. within the country. <laughs> that was a strange one. It was it, was and I don't know how me. she walked across the parking lot barefoot with a broken toe. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, yes." Some very odd things happened in this book. And then I felt like at the end, when Lynn's husband, who's highly abusive, appeared, and it was clearly a domestic violence situation, Natalie was just like, should I call the police though? I know. That felt like a very bad takeaway from that night was don't call the cops in the case of an emergency. Mm -hmm. Please always call the cops if there's an emergency. Yeah. Yeah yeah it and so that was and then like jake appeared and then they kind of laughed about her not calling the cops i know that was a very strange moment to me i mean at least it was a story that was readable and then the cat felt like a metaphor for something that wasn't fully flushed out and it just was awkward The cat all was her inside of her all along
1: oh boy
0: here (laughs) ball dead rodent droppings everywhere. yeah that those were our takeaways for um, a very typical family by sierra godfrey um if you have any questions thoughts you've read it um want to share your thoughts about how you thought everything went down uh, please let us know um, by emailing me at aloney at That is l o n y at albright.org or call the library at 570-348-3000. Thank you.